From Brooklyn, New York, I'm Adam Teeter, and this is a Vine Pair Podcast Conversation. And today we are thrilled to be talking with Joy Bauer, the NBC Today Show healthy lifestyle expert. Joy, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Adam, it's so great to be with you. And of course, I'm, talk about wine. <laughs> I'm super pumped. And obviously, you know, there's so much to get into uh, when it comes to healthy lifestyles and and drinking. And, you know, we're coming into the summer months. So I think people are going to be outside. We're thinking a little bit about, you know, how we imbibe in a way that has balance uh, and, you know, also think about bathing suits and things like that. So uh, I I can't wait to talk to you about about all those things. Uh, But first, before we jump into it, let me just uh, a word from this week's sponsor. Aiming to cut back on calories and alcohol, but still want to enjoy a delicious glass of wine? Mind and Body Wines are your perfect solution. These low-calorie, low-alcohol wines are only 90 calories per serving and are vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO, and made without added sugar. With Mind and Body Wines, you can sip without sacrifice. You can learn more at mindandbodywines.com. All right, Joy. So I think, you know, this outreach actually gets gets me into to my first question for you, which is sort of how do we think about healthy lifestyle when we think about alcohol, right? I mean, I think everyone knows that alcohol inherently is something that, you know, is not 100% good for us, but then there's all of these other studies that show that there's, you know, there's great benefits to our heart. There's great benefits to, you know, our circulation, et cetera. So how do you think about wine and, and health? Well, I think that um, alcohol in general is very personal, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody needs to speak with their physician because there are some medical conditions that would preclude people from drinking alcohol. And um, that's why it's very, very important that if you do have specific medical concerns, that you speak with your physician and have them look through the research together with you and make a decision. But at the end of the day, you know, alcohol in moderation is um, enjoyable. It's just, it's exciting. It's delicious. It's pleasurable. Like, as you know, I'm a big wine lover. Um, I love mixed cocktails as well. So I think as long as you're smart about it, and the key is moderation. I hate using that word moderation because it's so vague, but when it it comes to alcohol, it really means up to one serving of alcohol each day for women and up to two for men. And normally the way that we you know, measure that one serving would be a five ounce glass of wine, whether it be white or red or champagne, uh, one cocktail, which would entail a shot of hard liquor or a 12 ounce beer. So again, it's up to one serving for women each day and up to two for men. And of course, there's going to be days when you're going to want to double up and then, you know, skip on other days of the week. But again, it's very personal personal. And um, I think it's, you know, it's something that we all want to factor in for the most part. So in terms of, you know, when we think about these servings, does this recommendation change when we start to talk about low alcohol wines or, you know, low alcohol cocktails? So, you know, is, is this based on sort of, is this based, are these serving sizes based on sugar content? Are they based on alcohol content, calorie content? Like what goes into, you know, the, I think these are, this is from the government, right? This is government sort of size recommendations, making these recommendations. So the recommendations that I just stated are specifically um, based around the alcohol content. I think it's about 14 grams of alcohol per serving. Okay. We're not even, we're we're not factoring calories or anything. So when you talk about a lower alcohol or a non-alcoholic cocktail, um, you know, that doesn't even necessarily fit in. Because okay. you know you, you can enjoy as many of that sort of thing as you want, as long as you know weight management is not a concern. And if it is a concern, then you do want to look at the calories as well. 
Okay. So what, you know, how do, what do you recommend in terms of sort of finding balance when it comes to, uh, to drinking wine, for example? So if we're, we're thinking about lower alcohol or lower calorie wines, how, what are other recommendations you would make for people in terms of how they sort of are finding balance, whether they're thinking about how many calories they're taking in, or they're thinking about the, the kinds of foods they would eat. Like what mm-hmm. are sort of, what sort of recommendations for a balanced lifestyle? Like I know that we always think about that quintessential pairing being, you know, like a big red wine and a steak, but maybe that's not the best if we're also, you know, trying to, you know, be healthier and, and, and run a marathon at the end of the summer. Right. So, um, what are some tips and tricks you have for people sort of finding that balance, that pleasure they want, but also making sure that they're not undoing like the Peloton, the Peloton workout <laughs> earlier that morning? Right. So, so the great news about wine in general is that we sip it, we don't gulp. Mm-hmm. And so a glass of wine, and again, I'm, I'm going to say about five ounces. I mean, you know, a lot of us happen to have a heavy hand and we have these like <laughs> large, gigantic, beautiful um, wine glasses. So maybe it's going to be a little bit more than the five ounces, but five ounces is just about 120 calories. And really, if you're savoring and sipping, it's not a big deal. So one to two glasses is not going to make or break what you burned uh, during your Peloton workout. That being said, a lot of times what will happen is, you know, you sort of get that buzz on, your inhibitions go down, and there's a lot of food present while you're sipping and enjoying that wine as well. And so it's more so the food that's going to get you into trouble versus the cocktail. And I also want to say that there's not much of a difference between white wine, red wine, and champagne for that matter. So I would say, you know, if you love a cab, go for the cab. If you prefer a Chardonnay or a Pinot Noir, something a little bit lighter or a rosé, you can go for that as well. But I think the name of the game is to sip it slow, savor the flavor and the experience. And again, if you can stop at one, that would be a a, a really great idea. If you want more than one, a great strategy is to have a club soda or a glass of water in between each of your cocktails because it's going to keep you hydrated. Alcohol will naturally dehydrate you. Mm-hmm. So that's a great strategy to not only keep you hydrated, but, but to also slow down your booze intake. But again, I think the important takeaway here is to enjoy the cocktail and just to make sure that you don't start grabbing and gobbling down all of the food that's on the table at the same time. Cause that's where right. you're really going to get in trouble. Right. So when it comes to like these, these lower alcohol wines, we're starting to see on the market. Um, are these good alternatives you think for, for the person who maybe uh, is not wanting to only have one glass, right? So I, I think of myself as a perfect example, right? I want to have a glass while I'm cooking at least. Right. And then I want to have a glass with dinner and it, you know, dinner never takes me, 15 minutes to make, right? It always takes 30 to 45. So by the time I'm done making dinner, I've, you know, had my glass of wine and now I'm, you know, at the table and I'd like to have a second glass with my wife. Um, if I'm, I mean, I, I get that, I guess for me, the dietary restrictions are that I could have too, but you know, how, what could I do? Would, would these lower alcohol, lower calorie wines be good for me? Um, what are, and what are some other things besides that that could help? So from the booze perspective, um, you're, you're right on, right on mm-hmm. point because, you know, you are slowing down your alcohol consumption, but at the same time, you're enjoying that experience because it doesn't taste like grape juice, right? It's fermented, it's aged, and then they filter out the alcohol. So you are still having that glorious experience of sipping something that is 
bold flavored and absolutely scrumptiously delicious. So yes, from the perspective of booze, but from the perspective of calories, what's happening is you are consuming a lot more than if you were just drinking water. So for people mm-hmm. that are looking to lose some weight or you know maintain an ideal weight that they're at right now and their body is sensitive, I would say, you know, you still have to watch your consumption, just like you would with fruit juice. You want to watch the consumption of the non-alcoholic variations of wine as well. But it's such a great thing. And they're so, you know, incredibly divine these days. You know, they're very intricate and they have all of those flavors that we crave and we love in a regular, you know, booze-containing wine, alcohol-containing wine. So it allows people to really you know, engage in the experience and specifically for people that either have medical conditions that preclude them from having alcohol or for people that have alcohol issues and they want to be social. They want to engage in the experience with all of their friends, um, but at the same time, they can't have alcohol. So like, I'm really thrilled about the explosion of the non-alcoholic wines, um, but at the same time, they do have calories. So we do have to be careful. We can't be guzzling them Uh, In the same way that we're not guzzling fruit juice, because it will wind up becoming problematic with um, adding weight. So what are some other tips and tricks that you have, you recommend in terms of just finding balance when it comes to sort of drinking, and especially as we're heading into the summer, right? So I think the summer months, and we're coming out of COVID, right, provide a lot of opportunity for us to be socializing with friends and to feel like, oh yeah, like I'll have that. I'll have another Aperol spritz or man, I'm, I'm so happy to be with people like, sure. Open another bottle of wine. Like what are, you know, I know certain people in my social circles will have, you know, three days they don't drink and that that's sort of how they find balance or, you know, they do the trick you're talking about with, which is, you know, a, a drink and then a glass of water. But are there sort of methods you found that work for people that are easy to deal with that you can recommend? So everything that you mentioned is is great, and that th- those are all in my my bag of strategies. I think planning ahead can be super helpful. So, for example, you know, if if you're really working on weight management, we're, we're not going to look at the booze perspective first. Just from right. the perspective of weight management, and feeling comfortable in your skin and getting ready for bathing suit season and the beach, you can give yourself an allotment of let's say five to seven drinks per week. And and then you know you can strategically and selectively plan out what your week is going to look like. And you don't necessarily want to use it up when you're alone and preparing dinner. You want to save it for when you're social and when you're out. The other thing is know that when a good bottle of wine is going to be popped open. And in that case, you're probably going to want to be able to have wiggle room for two glasses, right? More than one. Another thing that I like to tell people to do is be creative with mixed cocktails. I think some of the the biggest um, sort of caloric offenders are the simple sugars and, um, you know, the creamy liqueurs that we add into our mixed cocktails. So I like to use fresh muddled fruit in so many different drinks that I make, and they're so incredibly delicious. So, for example, I, I make a blackberry margarita by just muddling some fresh, plump blackberries. You could even use frozen, just let them thaw a little bit with some lime juice and a dash of honey. And I'll add some tequila in there and a little bit of either sparkling wine or even um, lime-flavored seltzer water. 
And that makes the most insanely indulgent margarita. And sometimes it's all about the presentation. You could put it in a beautiful margarita glass. You could, you know, put a little bit of lime around the outside rim and uh, dip it in some coarse salt. And like you have a party, but it's good for you. And sometimes I'll even put on a toothpick a number of plump blackberries and float it in as garnish. And then not only do you have a cocktail, you've got a little snack waiting for you as well. (laughs) So, you know, again, like any single drink that you love, it could be a Moscow mule. It could be just about anything. Um, Also, I have a lot of fun with sangria. I make pomegranate sangrias. I make all sorts of like fruity sangrias. You can be strategic and clever and figure out a way that it still satisfies that, you know, delicious fix that you're looking for. But at the same time, it's healthy. It's good for you. And maybe it's a little bit lighter in booze as well. Okay, cool. Are there also sort of, you know, other things you sort of recommend in terms of are, are there certain foods you should be thinking about having instead of, you know, so if we're out at the barbecue, for example, um, you know, and we know there's going to be lots of wines and beers and cocktails open and being served, should we then be thinking about maybe, you know, healthier foods that we're pairing with with these drinks as opposed to like, you know, the burger covered in special <laughs> sauce and and cheese and all that stuff. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think like one of the best strategies um, that everybody could think about in getting ready for the summer is to incorporate a vegetable into every single meal and snack. And the reason I say this is because veggies are high volume, they're low in calories, so they fill us up without filling us out. But even better than that, they are packed with vitamins, minerals, fiber, antioxidants. So they shower our bodies with all of the right stuff to leave us feeling energized and healthy. They promote glowing complexions. They enable us to think more clearly. And I love being able to tell people to add something into their diets versus taking something out. So whenever you're at a party or you're hosting a gathering, crudités are the bomb. And for dips, you could do things like hummus and guac and salsa, hot sauce, anything that's light and refreshing and, and just sort of engages people to polish off that crudité platter and be ready to refill it, you know? Because if you're sipping a cocktail and you're eating a lot of crudité, it's so much better than sipping a cocktail and grabbing the chips and the pretzels, you know, and the heavier dips. That makes a lot of sense. But maybe no ranch dip? You know something, Adam? I have a fabulous ranch dip that is so light. Again, it's all about Googling and finding ways to recreate all of the stuff that we love in a healthier manner. I don't know if you guys have a link, but I can send it over to you and you could put it out on your website. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, you know, I want to sort of ask you about a myth that I've heard. And there are, you know, there are athletes that say that they actually find hydration from drinking like a beer after a workout. Is that, is that true? Is there any like medical advice? I wish I can say yes, but actually that would truly be a myth. And the reason is because alcohol um, naturally dehydrates you. One of the reasons Mm -hmm. people wake up with a hangover after drinking too much is because you're dehydrated. And you're depleted and you have low blood sugar as well. But like, no, alcohol would not be a great way to hydrate. Now, you could have a big glass of water and then the beer. That would work. I can support that. But not going straight for the booze. And so, and that's again, this hydration, why we should be, you know, drinking water the entire time. We're also having alcohol out with friends. 
That's right. You know, it, it, it plays double duty. It hydrates you, but it also slows you down from drinking too much alcohol. This makes perfect sense. Well, Joy, this has been really interesting to learn more about sort of the world of nutrition and how we can think about sort of creating balance when it comes to, you know, our summer months and and drinking outdoors and things like that. Before I let you go, are there any other sort of tips and uh, and knowledge you want to share? I mean, I think you really covered it all. Um, You know, I am such a wine lover. I love to create all sorts of creative cocktails using fruit and, you know, lower sugar add-ins. We have room. Just you you want to be smart about it. You want to be selective. You want to enjoy it in moderation. And you just want to savor the flavor. So when you do sip, you know, be cognizant of it and um, just uh, relish the experience. I mean, that would be my advice. Awesome. Well, Joy, thank you so much for joining me. for this interview. It's been really uh, helpful for me to also think about my sort of consumption habits and and how I plan to sort of adjust them for the summer months. Um, And yeah, thank you. This has been great. You got it. I hope next time we get a get together over a cocktail. (laughs) I know that would be great. Cool. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye, Adam. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast. If you love this show as much as we love making it, then please leave us a rating or review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. It really helps everyone else discover the show. Now for the credits. Vine Pair is produced and recorded in New York City and Seattle, Washington by myself and Zach Jabal, who does all the editing and loves to get the credit. Also, I would love to give a special shout out to my Vine Pair co-founder, Josh Mallon, for helping me make all this possible. And also to Keith Beavers, Vine Pair Tasting Director, who is additionally a producer on this show. I also want to, of course, thank every other member of the Vine Pair team who are instrumental in all of the ideas that go into making this show every week. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again.